How you doing, Norm? Cut the small talk and give me a beer. <laughs> you want some sexy? You want to laugh? License to talk. License to talk is brought to you by Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. Great patio, great sunset. Check them out. Delicious drinks. Full menu at Charlie's Boatyard. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve. They are stocked and ready to rock. Look for their great local beers, including 42 North. They are stocked and ready to rock. Get to the rocket. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve. Goodspeed Beverage Center, 2202 Seneca Street. They got seltzers, heavy beers, splits, light beers. Stop in, quench your thirst at Goodspeed Beverage Center. You got to see the action there on Seneca Street. First in Buffalo. Fireman owned and operated, 391 Abbott Road. Get your custom gear, custom t-shirts, custom hats. That's where we get our license to talk hats. Mr. Submarine, 1977 South Park Avenue, serving South Buffalo since 1963. Check out the ham subs, lowest prices in town, Mr. Submarines. Vinyl Vibes, check out Vinyl Vibes on the Grand at Vinyl Vibes Buffalo. Vinyl stickers, decals, custom designs created by our boy Quails at Vinyl Vibes. Dog Ears Bookstore, 688 Abbott Road. They got some new items on, on the menu over there. I like the mango uh, smoothie, Marky. Coffee's great there. And I want to take this opportunity to thank them for everything they've done within the past year. Tommy's been great up there. Thank you to Dog Ears Bookstore at 688 Abbott Road. Go in, buy a book, have a coffee, make fun of me and Marky with Tommy over there at Dog Ears Bookstore. Remember, don't get your coffee from Timmy, and you can get it from Tommy. And last but not least, our Patreon, Marky. Patreon.com backslash L2T. Good things going on over there. We have all of Marky's movies on there. Stories from the second floor, Edgewood to Hollywood, the Wilbur movie on there, A Natural Gas, which is great. Our comedy series continues with a, a brand new comedian we found, Mildred Cups. Uh, I am featured on the first one and more to come, I hear. So check us out. There's a lot of content on there. Be a patron, support the project, and don't forget to support the rest of our sponsors through this summer. Enjoy. Episode 64, our old friend, it was a year ago, right around now, that we talked to him, Louis Mastello. How are you, Lou? Good, guys. It's good to hear your voices. How's New York City doing, Louis? It's very strange. It's um, uh, closes down early. You know, there's uh, rush hour. Not a lot of people on the subway still. Um, it's getting a little better. I mean, I can see a little light at the end of the tunnel. The restaurants are uh, 50% with the good weather. A lot of people sitting outside. People are dying go out i think when the weather really breaks it's going to be all bets are up but you could sit there's a few places where you could sit inside like on a leaner um or you can you know be by the window and they'll have a couple of bar stools and you can order an appetizer so but uh few and you know i mean it's it's still it's still not uh it's still strange i mean going out in midtown at night i went over stayed in my sister's apartment she's out of town she was out of town and uh i i took a walk i made the mistake of going out at about 9 30 10 o'clock just to take a walk right in the middle of Times square hell's kitchen and god it was depressing yeah just just, just a ghost town, empty huh? just empty i mean that's the time when all the theater would be getting out and the streets just wild and all the restaurants and all the jazz shows starting and all you know the bars going and it was just like the twilight sauce. It, and so. like in your work field, how did that change? Like I saw that thing with Tom Cruise and he freaks out the guy not wearing the mask. Right. Or yeah. Or they were standing too close. Or like, something. is there a new uh, guy on your thing? That's like just watching this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's really controlled. Um, I just did an episode of blue bloods. Um, and um, that show. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I got to work with, I got to work with the, uh, my old friend Steve Sharippa. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Steve's Steve's a sweetheart of a guy. I mean, I'm not I'm not close friends with him, but we know each other, and he's a wonderful guy. But um, what you do is they you got to test three times before you come in, and then you gotta 
test when, you know, the week you're working, you got to test when you come in and uh, temperatures and masks. And then you take the mask off to do the scene, put it in your pocket. And then you do the scene, put it back on. Nobody on the set, you know, is, of course, everybody's negative. And uh, it's really controlled. And the, 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 you leave and basically they set the scene up and everybody else is, I mean, everybody, when, once you set the scene, the crew sort of stands back on a normal set pre-COVID, but they're, they're there. Now the crew kind of moves away. Yeah. It's just the camera operators and uh, the focus guys. And so it, um, they move along pretty good. Honestly, they've uh, figured out how to do it. This is uh, the third time I've worked. Um, they had it down like that at uh, uh, NCIS too. So very down. And um, actually for a low budget movie, Bobcat Ready, it was a little, I mean, they did a good job. Everybody was tested and everybody had to get their temperature taken the whole nine yards. But it, um, it, it was just closer quarters, but still nobody got, uh, not one person got sick during yeah. the film. And oh, everybody's just, everybody's just willing to do it. Everybody likes being back at work. Oh just, God. Just how oh yeah. I mean, thank God. Um, I'm really, really happy that the industry's coming back and it's back pretty much a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, but it's, it's, it's got, it's come back. Well, it had to, um, it had to cut the fat. It had to like make the people who were just really striving like probably give up. Be like, oh, I'm done. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, you know, I there's people that have and sadly have had to leave town like every other business. Um, you know, we'll just when you can't when you got no option to pay your rent. I mean, it's just a horrible situation. Um, but. It's coming back. I mean, I really feel bad for the people who work directly in theater, like all the lighting theater guys and the yeah, stagehands stage hands and uh, people, you know, actors that mainly do musical theater and stuff. God, that's been it's been brutal, brutal, brutal. So it's supposed to come back in September, hopefully. Well, we wanted to have you on because you got kind of a big announcement with this Cooper's bar. You want to tell us about what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. This thing, it just started out as this oddball idea. Um, uh, you know, you know, the, I've told you about the backyard and the backyard in LA is like when I first rented the place out, it had, it's got a old sort of fifties stone patio, which is kind of beat up, but, um, usable. And then it had this A-frame. And the A-frame, I mean, honestly, if I owned the place and I wasn't renting it, I would probably have the roof taken off and having it done again or something or get somebody to... But I figured I'll just spray it with this uh, termite shit to stop any damage. I had a friend of mine uh, put a roof on for to waterproof it. And then to get the eye away from like how kind of old and beat up it was i started to string lights and then it just got out of hand <laughs> <laughs> it just got completely it just went completely fucking haywire you know <laughs> and more lights and more shit and people were giving me stuff and i'm hanging stuff and i got hooks up there well now it's become like wild looking you know <laughs> you know i was i was inspired by one night i went into 21 to have a drink and i'm like oh that's what i should do i should just hang a bunch of shit <laughs> with the lights you know like the way it is in 21 they got football they got all kinds of shit baseball caps football helmets um, jugs anything and everything i said this is what i'm going to start to do i'm just going to start to find shit at goodwill or anywhere and just fucking hang it up <laughs> yeah billy <laughs> so Gard that's what i did billy so, said that it was uh it's like santa claus's workshop mixed with salvador dolly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good i heard him say that that's a good description and then people started sending me stuff like um, carol athens a good friend of my wife trisha's she had this cocktail sign this classic beautiful it like with the hunter green the old school ones from like the cabins cocktails you know she gave me that people started sending me stuff so anyways this i go to this workout class in the morning in la and i 
got to be friends with people because you go four times a week and you know you you start to how you doing one of these guys this english guy david Connolly, who's a director and a writer i invited him over one night him and his wife who's a producer and and we were just drinking wine they love wine and he said this is fucking crazy (laughs) (laughs) he says we kind of and he loved it because so he came they would come back periodically, you know, like once every three weeks. Yeah, can we come over for a drink? Say, sure. <laughs> so about the third time, he says, listen, man, we got to do something back here. I mean, he had, we all had a bus out. He said, look, we got to do something back here. I don't know what, anything. I mean, like maybe do like a talk show. But I said, I don't want to do a talk show. <laughs> I don't want to fucking stand behind the bar and go, oh, we have, you know, oh, well, what do you think tonight? You know, I, I, I said, if you want to write something, if you want to write a script, I mean, we can do the guy, like we could do an alter ego. We could call the guy. We could make up a name for the guy. This is his backyard. Make up a wife, make up a fr- friends. And so he goes, all right. And I totally forgot about it. So about three months later, two months later, he comes back with this script. And I said, oh, it's funny. Let's do it. <laughs> and he goes, well, we got to get some money. And I said, okay. So the first thing I thought of is like, you know, I don't want anybody going into their bank account. I, it's, I did it my whole life. I mean, you know, I, I, after doing bartenders for a year off Broadway, I mean, I was broke the money that I put into that show, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I, we got to get some outside money. I, I'm not going to do it on anybody's personal money. And he said, okay. So his wife, Hannah works for this production company. And we invited these guys over one night, the, this director, Alfredo and, his, you know, assistant, uh, lighting guy and this and that. And they, so, you know, the owner came over, this guy started this company doing commercials and then he ended up doing local commercials, national commercials, industrials. Now he's got this huge fucking five store building down in LA guy, you know, just has done amazing business. So we're all drinking and cheese and shit like this. The next day he writes us a check for the next day he writes us a check for 20, 20 grand. Wow. <laughs> was was oh. he interested in all the tinctures hanging and was he looking oh, around? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. the guy loves So it. you hooked him in. This yeah. great. This is great. He goes, I don't even have to look. You know, I think he looked at the outline the next day and something. He goes, no, whatever you guys want to do. And he wrote the check for 20 grand. We were like, okay. Good wine, cheese, a little glitz <laughs> yeah. and glam. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Was so, so we laughed. You know, the next day we're like, you know, I'm very happy. And the guy was a, a wonderful guy. And Alfredo's a great director. Yeah. He directed he directed this movie, Washington Heights, a wonderful guy. So anyways, um, we asked uh, Ray Seahorn is also in the workout class. So we, we call Ray. She says, sure, I'm in. So um, she shows up and does. I call my friend Casey Washington. I said, hey, you want to play this burnout character? Sure. <laughs> you know, so there's no money. I see, you know, no one. No, no, no. I mean, no bucket. Let's do it. They you just know? want so to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Is, so anyway, so now, yeah, I'm thinking, what? We'll hang out, you know, after it. Well, we never got a chance to really have any wine because we ended up finishing at five o'clock in the morning. Everybody was like, uh, you know, <laughs> but we worked. We worked from, you know five o'clock at night to five in the morning and we got it all down. We did it and uh, it looked really good. And um, so then I, again, I just went, Oh, that was good. We got this little piece. I get a call last year around this time. Uh, it got accepted to South by Southwest. Wow. For their shorts, for their good, television good reviews shorts. too. I was reading yeah. them today. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, really? I don't, yeah, and we're going to, you know, the company's going to fly us there, you know, to go to the thing. And it got called off because of COVID. And then uh, months down the road, it got accepted to Sundance. And I'm like, what the fuck? Holy really? shit. <laughs> I, it, I thought it was a great piece, but I mean, I'm thinking like, wow, <laughs> this is fabulous. You know, so now uh, this guy, um, Evan Shapiro, really nice guy, National Lampoon Radio Hour and the, the Portlandia, really interesting guy, great producer. He sees it at Sundance, I believe, and he he's always, I guess, quietly watched my career. And he wow. said, "This this is perfect. 
for Lou Mastillo. My God, this. And so he, he says, I'd like to come on board. Wow. And you don't have to pay me anything. I just want to come on board to get it sold. And once it sells, then we could go from there. So we said, okay. And uh, he went to AMC. And uh, AMC loved it. And so they, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do five episodes, 10 minutes each, starting in the fall. Wow, nice work. Yeah, and we'll be promoting the hell out of that. I love yeah. the premise of it, Louie. It, cause, yeah, and I don't know if you want to get into it or what what it is, but oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. it's just this because we've seen the pilot. You sent us yeah. the pilot, oh, yeah. and, and yeah, to yeah, tell us how it starts, how it starts, and get everybody hooked into this. That's listening. well, what you know, I mean, it'll there'll come a time where we could also you know tell people to tune in to watch it. But basically, yeah. what it is, we 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 came by this you know because we we meet everybody in this class we go to it's crazy there's people from all walks of life artists you know you, you end up getting getting invited to somebody's got a jazz album that's you, you know got released and it's the release party to go see them sing this this woman Anne and uh the, all these great interesting people so we started, well, let's kind of do it around this. And there's this producer, there's, there is this producer that comes, comes into the thing and, and she's quirky and funny. And so we started, David started putting it together, but it's basically this guy, Cooper Marino. And he, he's stuck in LA and he, he, you know, it's great work. It's been great for him career wise, but he's older and it's a stretch in his career where now he knows he's stuck in L.A. And he's like, oh, God, how did I get here? You know, I'm in this fucking town that I don't like. And all I do is hang around this backyard bar. <laughs> and, and that's what it is. And all these nuts just come in, yeah. in and out of it, you know. And his wife yelling at him and he, he you know, and him back there saying he's going to move back to Buffalo and open up a bar, you know, and all <laughs> this shit. Great. Yeah. I mean, and Casey, you know, in Casey Washington, he's at the bar and he's like half buzzed all the time. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be me, basically me and Casey going, how's your script going and blah, blah, blah. Now, by the end of it, we actually sell this idea to do this thing about this backyard bar. So the next few episodes is going to be us talking to the producers. And then, then of course them, you know, wanting to do some crazy story that we don't think works. I love the you know, finger like, gloves oh, that you got on too. Like, really? I don't know about that. And then, you know, uh, they're, we'll probably do an episode down the road that like, um, they'll want to cast like somebody who's totally wrong for the role and will have to say yes or something, you know, <laughs> yeah, one of those, right. yeah. 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 Like, well, like that type, that type of thing. Uh, that sounds you know, like a we, sweet bartending gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then there's an, yeah, yeah. Then there's an, I, you know, like that, it's just so goofy. I just, it's the funniest thing because we had, we would, I mean, we would just burst out laughing while we were doing it. Cause it's this goofy, weird, strange, and then there's we're thinking of doing one where, you know, Cooper's bar gets like it's the in you know, it sort of influences these hipsters for their bar. And then they <laughs> actually do it and they give another actor the credit that it's his backyard bar. Well, you, you know what you know what's funny too, Lou, is those things are popping up now, especially in our neighborhood. Like people are really jazzing up their backyard because they couldn't oh, go yeah. anywhere. So you're kind of with the times here. You're ahead of your time. As George Carlin used to say, you're only 15 minutes ahead, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that. And, you know, it's funny. We probably, uh, you know, we're going to talk about incorporating the uh, COVID thing maybe into one episode or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but right now, what where we're at is that it just is um, we're sitting down with them and um ironing things out and then um the amount of money they're going to give us for the uh for the five episodes and That's working great. thing out and, and work, ray man. uh ray's going to come on ray seahorn's going to come on which is huge because it's amc and you know better call saul and everything yeah she, she's a brilliant actress she's just so good i mean she's so good on that show oh man i want I, I got into that show heavily even more so than 
Um, I mean, I watched all the Breaking Bads, but I didn't I didn't watch Breaking Bad when it first came out. And I went back to it. But I've been watching Better Call Saul since it first came out. And man, is she good. Brilliant. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's going to executive produce and Evan Shapiro's going to executive produce. And so it's uh, that's that's where it's at. You're, you're yeah. still hustling. I love it, little. Yeah. yeah, and I think that Breaking Bad, like now that everybody gets to binge it, like they're like, eh, I don't like it that much. It was great when the suspense was there and the episode ended, and you got to had to wait a week. You know. Well, it, yeah, I got to tell you though, I didn't, you know, I didn't know where it was going. I didn't want anybody to tell me about it, um, and I, I had watched two seasons and then. You know, I got, I was working and I was busy and then I went back and when I had some time off, I'd watch another, but I got to tell you, man, what a, I mean, just a brilliant, yeah. now there's a perfect example of, you know, a creator who didn't have a track record at this point, uh, in terms of creating his own show was oh, yeah. Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was known as a wonderful writer and he, the X-Files and various other shows, but he had written an episode for the X-Files about sort of a you know okay sort of button-down shirt suburban type of guy who really was had this dark uh underside and the guy they cast who was at the time was you know journeyman actor brian cranston right Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah and yeah and vince gilligan always remembered him in that role and kind of when he was started to work on this new idea he had breaking bad, he started to see Brian Cranston, but he had, he had to fight like hell because they were like, wait, the, the goofy guy from you want Walter white to be the yeah. goofy guy from Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. What do you, and then, uh, he's the dentist. I mean, he, had to, he had to fight and fight and fight, but that, you know, I mean, they they could have said, Hey man, no. And really put their foot down. So, it's 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 interesting when you hear about guys having to really really fight for the guy who really should be playing the role because I mean I just couldn't imagine anyone else in that role. Yeah, I I, yeah. I, I was reading uh, Stephen King's uh, Mr. Mercedes, and I keep thinking Billy Gardell is uh, Hodges in that, and now now I think it needs to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, and they um, I think they. Marky, I think they might have did that. Did they did did they do Mr. Mercedes? I think they I did. Think it was they like... did, and you know, and you know who played it was the English actor, um, heavy set guy, the English actor. Uh, you know what I see? Oh God, I can't believe I'm going blank on his name, but he played. Uh, did you see the Comey thing with Jeff Daniels? Yes. Where yes. Jeff Daniels? He played Trump. The English actor played okay. Trump. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. He, Wonderful. I'm going blank. Yeah, I'm going blank on his name, and it's it's it's. Huh. Uh, I'll end up somebody will slap me sometimes. I'm behind the prison. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it was an interesting. I tell you, what's really was in terms of like promotion and it's just strange. You know, is um, because I'm thinking about you know how we get this word out for, um, and I'm I appreciate you guys doing this you know but get the word out when cooper's bar starts to film and this and that and get some but when i was i found it really strange when i was doing uh key largo at the geffen the uh lighting designer uh peter this guy um went to time oh okay he's about two years older than me uh, and, uh, Peter cut Kazarowski, his name is, and he, he is a Tony award winning, uh, lighting designer, brilliant, brilliant lighting designer. I mean, one of the top in the last 30 years on Broadway, you know, I mean, everything under the sun, 50 Broadway plays and musicals, you know, a view from the bridge, uh, the Carol King musical, Barry child with Ed, uh, with Ed Harris and I, you know, five Tony nomination. I was really, and the, because the job he did on Key Largo was just brilliant. I mean, it was, he, they had to do lightning and I mean, the guy just did a brilliant job. Wow. So there was him, there was Frank Mancuso 
produced it, the legendary Frank Mancuso is from the west side of Buffalo. Oh, there. Wow. Frank Mancuso Sr., big legendary guy. I mean, you know, he headed Paramount from like 84 to early 90s. And he started out in Buffalo working as an usher in a movie theater and then ended up booking the movies for Paramount like in 1962 out of Buffalo and then ended up moving to LA and working for Paramount and became the head guy. Wow. And then went on to MGM. I mean, legendary guy, you know, uh, you know, did the Beverly Hills cops movies and everything under the sun. I mean, like a legendary Hollywood guy. And, and then I'm in the show and I'm from Buffalo. So the public relations girl comes, we're talking the, publicity girl she says boy there's quite a buffalo connection here i said yeah i said yeah you should call the news or call the buffalo news and give them a scream and blah 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 so she says she sent something and she didn't get she didn't get anything back i'll tell her call lessons to talk yeah that's what yeah (laughs) well you know hey we got andy on there right yeah right yeah Yeah. come on so so she don't so i i go to andy and i go to frank mancuso and i go to everybody to peter and i said listen if you know if if they get somebody from uh, the the news to, would you willing to be sure that all were willing to be interviewed? Which wow. is that, yeah, that's a bit of a, 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 a I mean, I don't care about I honestly to be God, God's not truth whether they interviewed me or not. I really could care less. I, but, you know, saying like I would throw in, oh, we're having a great time. I'm really happy to do it. But talk to Andy about how it happened. Talk to Frank Mancuso about his yeah. relationship yeah. with Andy and Buffalo. Talk to Peter about coming from West Seneca, and right? Yeah, it's a good piece, yeah. yeah. So I, I contact, I just sent an email and said, hey, listen, I've talked to all these people. They're all willing to do The, the Buffalo News never got back no to way. anybody. The snooze. No way. The snooze. Oh, my God. So I'm like, boy, that's the fucking weight that I pull out. Yeah. <laughs> I get Frank, I get Andy Garcia, Frank Mancuso, you know, <laughs> yeah, we we got a guy, Joe Reed, a Buffalo guy. He's a writer, and he he does all this kind of stuff. He would probably love. He's on Vulture. That. Yeah, it's too late now. Peter Kozarowski. What idiots! You know, How are they not Peter, doing that? Yeah, I mean Peter Kozarowski for right from your backyard, right? Award winner Andy Garcia. Not nobody. Nobody even called back. <laughs> said, they're gonna, they're going to talk about the know. new fucking alligator at the zoo instead. You yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe I yeah. should have called them and told them I have a new uh, Jimmy's hot sauce or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a great Buffalo connection. There's yeah. another guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, Gerard. He he did like props for, for like Hamilton and John Gerard. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. He's John Gerard is a brilliant artist. Lives in Brooklyn. Brilliant. Yeah, we've been trying to get him on the podcast. He's friends with uh, Jack Connors that we had on the program. Yeah, and he's uh, friends with my cousin Alvin Tresca. And oh God, he's oh, a brilliant yeah. guy. Oh yeah, and and uh, you know came here, moved out to Brooklyn when there you know nobody moved out there. Got the Carroll Gardens and got a a big, huge like sort of basically a garage that he does all his work in and. Uh, uh, oh man, a talented guy. Oh, yeah. That, but anyways, yeah, that was, that's so funny. Girl, so the girl comes down. You know, the woman comes down. She says to me, uh, "I said, well, any, nobody ever got back to me." She said, "Me either." I said, "Well, all right. Well, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did come to me and say, "Like, oh, there was, you know, that's that's quite a connection." Yeah, I mean, so I say, I just you know, in passing, hey, hi, Frank. You know, listen, if the, oh, sure, I'll talk to the about, about the play. Sure, yeah, you know, okay, you know. And, that would have been you know, a good yeah, story yeah, to run on a Sunday or something, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, Andy's like, yeah, all right, sure. You know. <laughs> so, uh, do you feel closer to this project because it's your baby? It's like something that you're from the base. Is it? Oh, with the the Cooper's bar thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course you do. You know, yeah, of course you do. The only thing is, I it's like I, um, I'm looking at this as I want to. How can I put this in terms of the character? So you know, I'm going to let them write it. I don't want. I I want it to be out of my control in terms of the writing where the series is going, because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to be a control freak about that. It gives me more of a challenge as an actor 
Mm-hmm. What I want to do is once it's written, kind of go, okay, I, I, he'd say it like this. Yeah. Or add that, take that out, and let's talk about something this here. And and that's where I kind of want to come in. So that it gives me a challenge to actually do a storyline that is outside of myself, mm-hmm. yet still have some input. And that's just, that's where I want to be, you know, and I trust everybody else is acting. It's not like I'm standing there going, oh, man, this like this, this is not working. Everybody's great in it. So I'm just going to sit back. Be the actor slash creator and come in after when the idea like I threw a few ideas out. If they use them, they use them. But I'm not going to. I mean, bartenders almost killed me. Yeah. And yeah, because I, it was me and all my writing and all my, and Janice Powell, thank God the director was the greatest and she edited it for me. But other than that, I mean, I just to try and to do manage, just your job, just do one job. Yeah. To do just, you're exactly right. Mark, yeah. to, to, to just get up there and do, I had to try and maneuver the advertising. Why are we doing this? Why are we putting, why don't we put an ad in on Thursday opposed to Saturday? Why don't, what's, what is this about? Who did this poster? I hate it. You know, didn't, mm-hmm. why didn't anybody come to me and ask me about this poster? You know, shit like that. They hired an understudy that I didn't want. I kept saying, you, this is not the guy. I'm telling you, it's this other guy. I'm telling you, no, Lou, you're too close to the piece. You're too close to the piece. You know, and I, you know, I was completely right. They hired the wrong guy and that was a whole, so by by the end of it, I mean, seriously, it was one of the greatest things I've ever gone through. And it was one of the things that I felt so beat up after it was done. And I want to, how should I say, step back from all that stuff, let them promote it the way they want, let them go, you know. And at least I could look at a script and say, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. And maybe let's go in this direction or that direction without me saying like concrete black and white. No. Yeah. And it lets, and it lets everybody be themselves and get their credit where it's It's, due. Yeah. yeah. So nobody's thinking somewhere will Lou like this. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, you know what else I came across, Lou, this new film that you're in Bobcat Moretti. And yes. it looks to be an inspiring story. That cast is phenomenal. Vivica Fox, Taryn Maring, uh, Manning, yeah. Mindy Sterling, who she's brilliant. brilliant. And yeah. of course, Coolio's in it. Yeah, an interesting, interesting group of people. Yeah. It it's um Tim's a great uh he's a great writer. Tim Tim who who wrote it. And um he He's got MS and he, he, I'm just, he, a little, and his mom has it, but he's fine. I mean, he's good, but he, he's, he got, uh, he gained some weight and he wanted to do something where maybe he could incorporate his weight loss because he was going to go on starting this uh, uh, workout and eating right and, uh, so he wanted to incorporate something. So he wrote this story about this boxing gym and he goes there and we shot the first 50 pages of the script. And because he needs to go off for like a year and a half to lose 90 pounds, he's already lost 65. Okay. So this is filming real time because of the weight loss thing. That's what well, I thought. Well, yeah. Well, what yeah. they're doing is basically, you know, there's going to be a scene in the movie where he's in the gym and, you know, you see him turn out of the camera and then like as if there's a, a time break and they're going to put up like a new date, like a year, like oh, yeah. one year mm-hmm. later. And then he comes back in and it's this guy that's lost all this weight. Uh, yeah, I, I've now, seen it. He is losing weight. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, there was it was a big gamble because, you know, the. The, the thing you think of is, God forbid, you just end up with this 
page script, this, you know, shooting this 50 page script and have all this wonderful acting and all this wonderful the writing in these scenes and not to be able to finish it because physically it couldn't happen, but it's happening. The guy is up to 65, 70 pounds. So he's, he's almost sure. there. So next, um, next September or October, they're going to resume shooting and we're going to do the second part of the movie where he actually boxes. Wow. So yeah, cuz yeah. like so he's trying to get it funded right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have enough money to shoot the second part, but they want to get some backing behind it from the studio. Um these guys are real the real hustlers. Um uh, Rob the director and Tim I mean, they go out and they write, Tim writes these movies and they, they get the money and they do it on a very small budget, but they get, they get good actors because they're, they're fun scripts. I mean, they're like, uh, there's some meat on them. You know, they got Sally Kellerman, they got, you know, they got some really good people to, to do this flick. And, um, and from what I've seen, it looks really good. So it, it was fun to do. I was, you know, everybody was, this was the peak of the COVID thing. So everybody was freaked. I seen the behind the scenes with everybody with the mask on and there was a yeah. sp- people yeah. spraying shit. And yeah. 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 Well, I mean, everybody was, everybody was a little freaked, but uh, thank God nobody during filming. Cause that would have just really thrown a, wrench into the whole thing because those guys unlike a bigger project those guys didn't have the money to it would have just it would have just railroaded the piece if if they had to shut it down and you play a trainer in there did you have yeah to, yeah did you I have to go guy... back and watch old rocky movies oh yeah or i did i did and you know my father was a big boxing guy so yeah i read some you know i've, I've always been a boxing fan so i did and i looked at some old trainers how they dressed and and um it was fun it was fun because uh you know, I take this kid like sort of under my wing a bit, you know, and say, hey, you know, come on, come on, you know, you gotta, you gotta get healthier here, you know. And then we're in the ring now. The the we had some boxers there that were able to help out, mm-hmm. um, and we did some boxing. Uh, me and him did a few things. It the way he shot it, it looks okay. Um, we were in a hurry and there wasn't really any, there wasn't really anybody there that day. So they had showed us the day before, um, you know, how to move and where to put the gloves for him to hit. So it's, it, it'll look okay. I'm sure maybe there'll be a, if there's a trainer there, he'll go, uh, maybe. (laughs) I mean, but but, but, everybody on the surface. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you try your hardest. I know, I know how to hold those. You know where the pads, where you know what a guy hit. You're supposed to move it, but you know, Tim wanted to look like he really didn't know what he was doing. So, I mean, it, it it'll work. Now, it'll are work. you going to see Coolio in September? Because I got a good Coolio story. I, uh, you ever see the movie or the TV show Chopped, Louis? Yeah. I, did you ever, yeah. did you see where he cheated and got caught? No. <laughs> yeah. No. They, you got to look it up. So when they when they do the countdown and you got to put everything down, he doesn't put anything down. And he's like, yeah, fuck him, Coolio. And he does a little lemon zest over his dishes. And they went back to the video review and threw him off because he got caught cheating and chopped. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah you gotta see it it's hilarious he does it like like you're in grade school and you're like when a teacher turns the back he, just a little lemon zest yeah and they're like coolio you cheated he's like nah yeah, like, yeah i don't know i don't know if he'd want me to approach him with that one <laughs> hey coolio you know what happened there well, you know. yeah. but, but um these guys these two guys tim tim rebuto and Rob Margulies, I, you know, remember those names. I believe these guys are going to continue to keep doing these, these movies. And, and, you know, 10 years from now, I think people are going to know exactly who they are because they're, you know, they're passionate. That's for sure. Yeah. I just saw a, a really cool one. Uh, Shiva baby last night. That was great. What, 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 <laughs> what is, what is that? It's like a it's like a Jewish comedy slash drama. It was like very I had anxiety watching it with babies crying and people talking at a shiva. 
It was good, but the the comedian in it, uh, Rachel Sanat, she's good. She's oh yeah. She she has a very expressionful. You know, she's got the face and all this messy hair. It was it was cool. Check it out. It's on YouTube or whatever. You know what movie I thought was really funny this year was Palm Springs. I didn't see it. Yeah, that's on oh, my list. Yeah. I gotta watch it. Oh man, what it's just a really great concept. It's sort of like this. Um, it's a version of Groundhog Day, you know. Um, but it's a time machine. It's I tell you, it's really, really good. I watched it one night because I had heard that you know some some good reviews, and I so we were sitting here. I said, "Well, let's just watch it." I, I was I was really happy I did because it was great. There was a, another movie I watched recently. It's um, I think it's on Netflix. It's called Ida. Hmm. And it's about, it's from 2013. I believe it won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film. But it's about, uh, it's a Polish movie. And it's about this this nun who is, you know, she's in this, um, where's the places that nuns stay? Not, not a, a, what is it, a whatever the nunnery? <laughs> the, yeah the nunnery what i guess that's it right the, the nunnery because like a, know. a priest it's the it's the um uh, rectory or the, the uh, who knows man i, yeah, I don't I'm, even I'm, yeah i i went to 72 i should know my yeah. uncle's a you know? priest is it yeah, yeah i went to 72 i don't know any of this shit you know? <laughs> um, but um so she's there and she was adopted so she goes back. She she finds she was left at at the at the church, and so she goes back. And her uh, aunt is in Krakow, and they find out that she's she's really Jewish. And oh man, I gotta tell you, it just was a really brilliant, interesting, dark, strange film. I I just loved it. It was, it was my favorite movie that I watched all year during the pandemic. Really? Ida. Oh, yeah, check that out. Yeah, after we yeah. talked to uh, Andy, I think maybe or you uh, about Hale Ashby, like I yeah, you can't find his movies. Some of them. Oh uh, man, you you got it. The last detail is just brilliant. Yeah, I I think there was only one I could find. Like being here with uh, Peter Sellers. Oh, the best being there, being there is yeah. brilliant. I mean, there's. Bound for Glory by uh, Woody Guthrie with uh, David Carradine. And then there's Eight Million Ways to Die with Jeff Bridges and Andy. Then the last detail with Jack Nicholson, and, and not a well-known Jack Nicholson at the time, right? was brilliant. It's, it's like my top three favorite movies of all time. Yeah. A young Randy Quaid. It's about these Navy guys, this guy, this kid, robbed the admiral's wife's charity thing of like 14 bucks and they're sending them to like some hardcore prison and nicholson and the other uh guy that stopped acting it was a black actor I, he didn't really do much after that he was great in it. they're bringing him cross country to go to jail and they figured they might as well give the guy like a last hurrah and bring him to some bars and you know get him laid and oh it's brilliant it's brilliant. You get a chance to watch it. Get watch it. And being there, Peter Sellers, one of his best roles ever. That was amazing. I, I love that movie. I didn't ex- what, know what to expect when I watched it. You're yeah. You're talking a lot about the arts. In this interview I seen on YouTube, you're you being interviewed by your neighbor, a high school student. <laughs> yeah, the porch. <laughs> you didn't think I'd find that, huh? <laughs> wow. So, so you're a painter. I'm I'm learning. Talk. I, you've been painting yeah. during I the mean, pandemic. I mean, I think Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Did we catch you? <laughs> Jimmy calling me a painter is like um, I, I. I don't know. It's. I guess it would be like. Um, I, I. I can't. I don't even know. It'd be, I guess it would be like calling Stanley Tucci a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to yeah. have like an art show for you at Talty's when they reopen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do these. I do these like they're they're terrible. They're, you know, I basically just throw paint on a canvas, and then I like this enamel paint, and I let it dry, and then I fill in like with different colors, and then sometimes I just make like 
these fifties things like squares and I paint it out. They're, they're goofier than shit. And, and, but I got to tell you, I try to do one a day just to, to keep safe. Cause I'm going to tell you, I got to be honest with this thing. I'm sick of everything. I'm sick of drinking. I'm sick of not drinking. <laughs> I'm sick of eating. I'm sick of not eating. I'm sick of working out. I'm sick of not working out. Yeah. I'm sick of walking. I'm sick of not, I'm fucking sick of everything. <laughs> so I'm, I, you know, and I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm, I might go to the next book. You go to, I really loved, really loved, uh, uh, the, uh, he had around her show Lisa's book, a cold oh, day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lisa. Rod- Don't you see yourself as playing that character? The, the, oh, my God. the lawyer. Yeah. The Moretti. Yeah. The cold day in hell is brilliant, man. I, you know, like it's just, it I was one of my favorite books of the, of the this whole thing. I, I, I couldn't wait to hear what, and she ends it beautifully. I don't want to say it, but she ends it beautifully, man, where you go, oh, boy, interesting. She really, really well done. But anyways, yeah, so, you know, you read, you do this, I go in there and I'll do one of my, my paintings. It's like there's this place in L.A. called um, uh, Vino, 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 and it's like Eno Vino, it's called, and it's at the corner of my street. And I know, you know, the people that work there, they got this basement wine bar. It's a nice little joint. And uh, the girl runs its name is Peaches, you know, just great L.A. joint. And anyways, my friend Byron is the (laughs) quote unquote curator for their little art space. Mm -hmm. So he had a show. He's he's actually a very talented artist. He had a show and then he had a friend come in and do this interesting collage show. So anyways, the date was coming up and he goes, oh, shit, I didn't line anybody up to uh, do the next show. And he goes, you, you got any? I said, I'm not putting any in my pocket. I'm not putting <laughs> so I said, but what I do have is that I have a bunch of like black and white photos of that I can get redone from New York in the nineties. And then with my digital camera, a lot of Paris stuff. And I said, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, let me, uh, let me pick out about how many you need. He goes, 20 would be perfect. All right. Let me pick out 20. So I go pick out these 20 photos and, you know, I add them. I, I just made them to regular eight by 10 or five by seven with the borders, you know, we got the thing. And um, we, you know, we called the show bad photography. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what I charged, you know, know, I invited everybody. I know we just did it as a lark. So I charged 20 bucks for the small ones and 35 for the eight by tens. Every one of them sold. (laughs) (laughs) Are you into these NFTs? You hear about this? shit no what is it's what is a it? non-fungible token it's like digital artwork online. oh no i no i've it's, never heard of this. it's like cryptocurrency it's crazy and it's like people like just messing around on photoshop and after effects like probably all these people in your, that industry and they're just selling for like millions of dollars online like no shit elon musk is into it i'm probably sure i'm sure that like all of your art buddies are like what the fuck yeah Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know. The artist is getting, you know, I'm very happy about that. Then, you know, it was a wonderful movie. We saw uh, No Man's Land that uh, with Francis McDormand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's getting, uh, you know, all this Oscar attention, everything. And there, you know, there's no actors in it. They're all real people. I mean, it's getting to the point where, I don't know, like, you, you know, what's it going to come to? Are they just going to start, you know, yeah, you know, uh, we we need a yeah. Just get the get a guy off the street, bring him in, you know, and yeah, um, yeah you know, and um, give him his sad card, and you know. But I was watching this thing, and I I thought to myself, these aren't actors. This is they filmed this almost like a documentary, and just stuck Francis McDormand in it, and you know, it works. It it really comes together. But I don't know. That could have been a lot of roles for for act. I mean, they're they're using anybody be, besides actors, athletes. Yeah, rappers, yeah. I mean, wrestler. Now they're doing the digital thing, ugh. where they're bringing people from the past and they could digitalize. Like, what the fuck's going to happen? Am I like another year? Am I going to go, Lou? Lou, did you get the role? No, fucking Peter Laurie got it. 
That's yeah, funny. it is wild. And I mean, I hate to sound like stupid about it, but everybody's got a podcast. There's like everything. Yeah, oh and I was spe- speaking of that, Lou. Are they going to get you on Talking Sopranos to talk about when when feature? Why do you say that? That's so crazy that you said that. Because they talk about, they go by who is the main focus of the episode, and there's a couple episodes where you're the main focus, talking to Polly Walnuts, and what do you got? Really interesting. You said because, guess what? My scene in Blue Bloods with Steve, okay, Steve Sharippa, and me and Steve just hung out all day and talked about, have you ever run, you know, you run into him? Have you seen him? You know, when, when's the last time you were in L.A.? Are you going here? What's blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, you should do the show. I said, sure. Sorry, Mom, doing it the 24th of uh, April. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Get all the people, all the family listen to that. Or oh, yeah, we'll get we'll get I think yeah. they're doing a good job. And and I like him because he comes from the old Vegas. He was a doorman. He's got an interesting story. Steve does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Billy Gardell told me that when Billy's known Steve for 30 years, when Steve used to book him in some of the smaller joints at the, the casino, uh, Billy would do the blue shows, you know, the later night shows mm. and uh he said the first time he booked him and uh, he got into town, Billy, and he called him, Steve, I'm here and everything. He goes, okay, Billy, you know, you're all set. I see you tonight. He goes, and you know, when I book comedians, the less I hear from you, the happier I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's great, too. He's got good stories of who was good tippers, who wasn't. And he he's very matter of fact when you talk about that. He's He comes from, he's a little guy. Not really, but he, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's One from Bensonhurst, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's a great guy, Steve. He's always been a good guy. He's always been, a, you know, funny, kind. And uh, so, um, yeah, I look forward to that. Um, you know, and I never met Michael because uh, I he was never around, so it would be nice to, to oh, meet wow. him. And um, I think he was great on that show. Oh, yeah. He's great in that movie, too, where he plays the card guy, Stu. Oh, Stu Unger, yeah. I watched that the other yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, he really, boy, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I've been, uh, I forgot to call the Kinger. I should have told him <laughs> just to kind of, I should have called the Kinger and uh, Mackie to tell him that uh, in my little screwing around here. And I don't bet, I mean, I bet like five bucks to win just to do something. But uh, I had the winner of the uh, Florida Derby and I had the winner of the Santa Anita Derby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, huh? yeah where's the tips? Yeah, oh, but that. how many lengths he win by? Yeah. Yeah. Followed by the tiniest piece of gum chewed from yeah. Mac. You yeah. ever see McGavis? He, 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 he it's chews. a normal piece of gum. It just looks so small in his mouth, though. You're like, that's the littlest piece of gum I've ever fucking <laughs> seen. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest goddamn head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. You know, we're, yeah, when, you know, we, what a great i mean somebody should do like uh, your animation of him is brilliant i mean like you know you know even the underwear one was you know, oh yeah the, i know the, 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 you know, i love the un- you know the underwear one where he's yeah. hitting the yeah the, he's the getting thing. the freezer yeah yeah and people people love that guys i'm telling you i we gotta keep you know and and that what that buffalo film they what they they it was it, uh, what it wasn't up to their standard yeah, we don't yeah. i mean I, i'm gonna stop entering them but i we did start a new comedy series and it's uh you know it's it's stand-up comedy but we, you know we don't do it live but then i animate it it's cool i'll send it to you and then we got our patreon you know we're trying to do yeah. something well, you know what sucks, Lou? We want, and we still want to do this. We wanted to have the the Kinger's film and your film and have like a little mini License to Talk film festival, but then we, <laughs> we couldn't do it because there was no fucking crowds. Yeah. And what am I going to do? Set all this up for 20 people? You know what I mean? Yeah. So one day we will. So in the meantime. Oh, yeah. We... Yeah. And in the future when things, I'm hoping things get uh, yeah back to normal. Uh, I hope by the end of the summer, man, because I got, like I say, you know what it is, is you overthink everything. Like in normal life, you just get up, you do what you need to do. You have, your, you know, you have your, uh, you know, there's shit going on and you have your appointments and you have this and that. And then, you know, this thing hits and it's like you get out to get, all right, what am I going to do today? I walk. 
I don't know if I should walk. I don't know. Should I have a piece of toast? No, nah, I've been eating too much toast. I'm not going to have any more toast. I don't know. What should I have instead of toast? I mean, what? You just fucking lose your mind. Yeah. yeah. It tests your patience. But, I mean, like with your show, even Cooper's Bar, look at how patient you had to be. And now look at all the good things, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. well, how you know, and, and uh, get Scorsese back into your uh, backyard. It seems like it's your lucky spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you know, we got this little thing. And, yeah. how, and how, was, uh, <laughs> how was the Bills run for you? Did you have any uh, speakeasies to go watch the game with a bunch of Bills people? Or yeah, just I, uh, I, you know, I was here most of the time. You know, I was in New York most of the time for that. I there was this one place up in Yorkville that I could I kind of stood outside. You could, you know, it was cold, but you know, you watch a little bit of it. And then, then it got to the point where I just had it here at home. I just watched it at yeah. home, you know, because there was only there was a, and then I would do different shit. Like one week, I made uh, I made some wings, and then the next game, I went out and got some of that cup and char pepperoni, and Ooh, I made some oh. buffalo. Uh, you know, pizza with that. And then, you know, so it was always an event, but uh, yeah, they were, they were really fantastic. They were really fantastic. It I helped mean, a I, lot. I was, they were fun to watch and, and uh, you know, he's, he's great. That kid. And I, um, you know, I mean, I knew Kansas city would be really tough, uh, but uh, you know, it was, it was fun to see. And, you know, I look forward to next year. It's, it's the first time I've really got excited about a, a year of football in a long time. I sort of uh, was, I sort of was half paying attention for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, we we um, just did a sports. We just talked to a sports writer from the AP, and we told him your grassy knoll theory with the helicopters. You should have seen his face. He was fascinated with this. He goes, <laughs> "Is that true?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, it's true." Oh no, I'm telling you, you watch that documentary, man, and that's what and and, and also, you know, whenever I see Harry Connick Jr.'s face, I I I curse I curse the fucking the day his tuba player was born. That's yeah. the greatest. Yeah. Um, so what's on like now today on a day like today or this weekend? Like what? What is? What do people do? To, do do they go down and have a drink somewhere? Well, or what are uh, they doing there? today's the first day. Of the boatyard's open five days a week, so I got to go down there, and we'll be busy. So it's like tables up against the bar. Every table will be full. But I mean, I seen Ray the other night. I went to a, a corner bar, and he was there. And I said, "Who do you like today, Ray?" He goes, well, I ain't going to make game time, so I really don't give a shit. <laughs> so they <laughs> so they still got their spot. Like, it, it's a lot of little clubhouse. There's, no, it, there's not a lot of traffic because there's not a there's, – there's not a lot of yeah. bar hopping. I mean, Imperial, I, I'm sure you've seen Imperial. Oh, you might not have seen Imperial. It's huge now. It's like a giant restaurant. Oh, yeah, restaurant. no, no, yeah, yeah. I, when I was home, I, I stopped in, and, yeah, uh, yeah wow, what a, it's a gigantic oh. that Yeah, we're, we're actually going to have to send you a pizza from Imperial because your buddy Orville, man, he's. Yeah, Orville's a, a good patron to us. Yeah, he Oh yeah, he, he bucks oh. up on our Patreon, so yeah. we're gonna have to send it along to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or man, he's yeah, that guy's the best. He's he's one of my I think favorites just, of all time. He just hit on the final for four, I think. Yeah, big. Oh, I'm gonna here. call him the minute I get off. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna call him. Send me some French wine at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's cool because in South Buffalo, we got. I got to. I sent you a picture. I got to hang out with him for a football game or a happy hour down in a basement. So there's been a lot of that, but there's really other than going to a fucking park and taking a walk, Lou. There ain't much. There ain't no, much there ain't much. Yeah, like you say, Jimmy. That's why people are doing the backyard thing. You know, yeah. Especially yeah. when the weather breaks, you just go back, and it's not hard to build a fucking tent foot bar you no. just get some you know so it's not that hard you just put it out there and but uh yeah oh speaking of the bar real quick is you know i'm you know that i'm going to get the art director for credit really real oh yeah, that's cool. I like oh, it. my shit it's your first one huh is that your first art director <laughs> yeah. credit <laughs> put it on the imdb right yeah. now Art director Lou Mastillo. Yeah, you know, I just, I got this. Uh, I think it looks good in the scene, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Andy <laughs> said uh, that you, you know he's working on something with bartenders. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. He wants to. Andy wants to do it like one piece at a time with different actors, and I'm all for it. Um, we're just figuring out a, a way of 
you know, it'll be after this long after this pandemic ends. That yeah. We, right. We yeah. Do this. But it would be, um, I mean, there's two sides of that coin. It would have been probably okay to do it now because you could, you could go in and use a bar, but then where do you find the crew and where do you find, you know, yeah. so it's, it's a double-edged sword, but yeah, we don't know whether we have the guy, like it's through this, through the point of view of the guy that like, these are different people that he knows, or if we just do the guy looking into the camera. So we're figuring it out, but you know, he, he wants to do it. We've been talking yeah. about like who, who would play the different roles. And uh, anyways, you know, like Alfred, we were thinking of Alfred Molina for one of them. Wow. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Cause Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Cause his, you know, his, his father was a, a lifer restaurant guy and, I worked, um, I got to be friends with him on Dudley Do-Right. And so like, we were just thinking of people maybe who, you know, to go to, to play some of these guys. Um, but it's, it's got to feel yeah, good it, that it's relevant still, you know, you put it yeah, all the time and like you said, you're broke making it. Yeah. 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 I, you know, sometimes I, you know, I, it's like, yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about it because I would love to do it, but then sometimes I think maybe, Maybe it's time to move on from it. But listen, if somebody is passionate about doing it, I, I'll be there. I mean, it, it still stands up. And even if it does, we, we could do some pieces as if they happened in the 80s. You know, I mean, right. Basically, it does still stand up. The only there's some the only thing I can think of is the is the smoking thing. Right. You know, is there, there's a few things we could change on that because it's just or just cut it out completely. And, you know, um, but, uh, you know, that's basically, you know, uh, I think it's a great idea. The question is, how would you do it? Would you just have the guy do a monologue? Would you show the guy sitting at the bar? Would you, you know what I mean? That type of thing. Well, whatever you do, you got to get McGurn to play like a local bar fly that's just sitting at the bar. That would be fun. Oh, hilarious. yeah. He, he, what we would do is we would just keep putting him in different outfits and he'd be there for every single character guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, you know, <laughs> what would be uh you know we're we're coming to the end of the quarantine and the, the stuff like that what would be a good book that you've read that like really puts you in new york city oh two two great books uh the bronx is burning okay. by jonathan mailer and that's uh not m-a-i-l-e-r it's uh let me i got it right here i'm gonna i always spell his name uh that is a brilliant New York City uh, book, and I also, if you want to, like, in a a book about uh, the East Village, a book called The Fuck Up, okay, by Arthur, yeah, by Arthur Nassessian, Jonathan Mailer, it's M A H L E R, and I would say by Joseph Mitchell, Up in the Old Hotel. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know because those are three great. Those are three great New York. We keep talking. We got to get out to the cellar, and you know. Yeah, we miss all New that York. we can do is read. <laughs> well, when you know what we'll do is when this thing is all over with, and we can actually go freely and stop into some joints, we'll do like uh, the three of us will do like a tip to toe. We'll Ooh. we'll start right at. Uh, the uh, Staten Island Ferry, and we'll we'll start heading north. That sounds great. Yeah, and, we'll just do. You know. And you know what I'm missing, Lou? I want to see more uh, tourism on your Instagram. Yeah, it's, I love that. I, I think you yeah, do a great yeah, job, not at, yeah. Now that the weather's breaking, I'll I'll get out there and do a few tidbits. You know. Yeah, we'll yeah, have like to send you some uh, license to talk gear so you could put, put all it right, on. All right. Well, I'd be all for that. And your kids, everybody's kids are doing uh, good. Yeah. My daughter's in school, loves it. She's at a soccer camp right now. You know, she's, she's out doing some things. Yeah, everything's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, you guys, all family's, right, well, family's all good with you? Everybody's safe. Everybody's safe and sound. Um, you know, uh, my, my immediate family. Unfortunately, uh, uh, my cousin, Vincenetta, passed away. She was about 77 from she got COVID, you know, so oh, terrible was, prayers. yeah, yeah. She was a sweet, interesting, wonderful lady. And uh, yeah, it got her, you know, it looked like she was going to get off the ventilator and then it took a turn. But I mean, uh, anybody who wasn't taking that shit seriously, man, oh, boy, right. it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, when it hits close to home, it's 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, man? What's it take to put a mask on you, asshole? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah. Yeah, well, it yeah. seems like it's going good for you. I'm yeah. loving it. Well, yeah. good luck on the derby. If you got any tips, give it to us. You know, don't All right, well, you us. know, I'll call I'll call the kinger, you know, because he gets uh you know, he gets he gets upset the way I get upset, you know, where somebody <laughs> says somebody says I'll never forget. Yeah, I look. I was looking at that horse. He, hey, did you bet it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Well, Louis, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck in all I your projects. It. I love it, guys, and I'm very happy to talk to you anytime. Thank you. All right, brother. Stay safe. All right. Take care. See you, Marky. Yeah. Take it easy, Lou.